I'm J.P. Tuesday. And I'm Kiki Cannon. As lifelong Disney fans, the work of countless talented Disney creatives have shaped our lives. Now, as the Disney catalog expands, we're taking a journey through film and television to discover if that spark that shaped us as children lives on in adulthood. Does your favorite Disney media still cast that same spell? Join us as we find out. We are Rewatching the Magic. Hi, Kiki. Hi, Tuesday. A few weeks ago, uh, the world lost one of the great comics in the great Gilbert Gottfried. And we've been wondering how to do a proper tribute to such a great comedian. And uh, we've also been trying to figure out how are we going to enter the direct-to-video Disney sequels. Because we haven't done any of them yet. So we're putting it all together and we are doing Aladdin 2, The Return of Jafar, which which pretty much is the Iago movie. And if you want to stretch it, this technically could count as a Disney Afternoon episode since this is also the pilot for Aladdin the series. Yeah, this this one did a lot of uh, heavy lifting for, for Disney. Yeah. So yeah, after after the success of Aladdin, they wanted to figure out what they were going to do. And they took the page out of uh, The Little Mermaid that they had done a few years prior. And uh, the popularity of the Disney Afternoon. And to make an Aladdin TV series. And so this was... The pilot. This was going to be the first few episodes of the Aladdin series. Uh, there was such a positive reaction of this in the Disney hierarchy that they wanted to do more than just have this be TV episodes. There was some talk about releasing it theatrically, but at that time to do this properly, to have this be theater quality animation it would have taken too long and they really wanted to strike while the iron was hot so they decided to release this on home video as a direct-to-video movie the first of what would end up being many 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 direct-to-video disney sequels yeah this launched a whole franchise yeah did you have this on VHS when you were when you were young? Because I did. No, uh, this one for me was um, it came out on VHS and I went, "Ooh, let me rent that." And I rented it once. I watched it and I went, eh. and then I never watched it again. And then you said hey, let's do this for our Gilbert Gottfried tribute episode. And I went, okay, I'll watch that again. And I have now seen it twice. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, the Aladdin TV series starts with Iago already part of the team. And so I had actually seen the first few episodes of Aladdin series on the Disney Channel already. So I was wondering why is Iago with Aladdin when he was just the bad guy? in the movie a few years ago and then they announced here's the movie that's coming out and then i watched the movie like oh okay now i understand everything so yeah like like we said i didn't have the disney channel so i didn't see the 
TV series until like my 20s, probably. Not even on the Disney afternoon? Um, it, I didn't see it on the Disney afternoon, really. Um, I don't remember it coming on the Disney afternoon, uh, where I was. It might not have been syndicated in my area. I don't know. I, I never remember this as part of the Disney afternoon. Hmm. I only remember it as like a Disney Channel thing. I was aware of it. My friends who had Disney Channel talked about it. But I don't ever remember seeing the Aladdin Disney cartoon until I had Disney Channel in my late teens, early 20s. Mm. So let's go through our, our, our cast. It's mostly the same people from the... uh Yeah, I mean... If you want to know our thoughts of the first Aladdin movie, that was episode three. Yeah. Go back a couple of years and uh, find it in the archive. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the actors from the first movie came back to reprise their roles. Basically and all of them, actually. Almost. I mean, and they would, yeah. and they would continue to reprise their roles throughout the series. Obviously, we have Gilbert Gottfried as Iago. Uh, Jason Freeman back as Jafar, Scott Wagner as Aladdin, uh, Linda Larkin as Princess Jasmine, the legendary Frank Welker as Abu and Raja, and of course the legendary Jim Cummings as Razul the Guard. We have some recastings. One because of tragedy and one because of Disney's own hubris. Yeah. So unfortunately, Douglas Seal, who originally played the Sultan in the in the uh, in the original Aladdin movie, had passed away. He is replaced by Val Betton, doing a flawless impersonation of him. I couldn't even tell as a kid; I thought it was the same guy. Yeah, I, he he really does have almost the same voice uh, there. But we we talked about uh, Val Betton before when we talked about the Great Mouse Detective. Mm. Um, because he was he was also in that. But we got to talk about the Disney hubris here. Yeah, replacing Robin Williams is Dan Castellaneta as the genie, the voice of Homer Simpson and about half the cast of The Simpsons. Yeah, and boy, does it sound like Homer Simpson as the genie. I, I mean, no offense to Dan Castellaneta, who is an excellent voice actor. But he does try to do a kind of Robin Williams as the genie in this, and it kind of it, it comes off kind of the Homer Simpson. I'm guessing that they didn't want to make do it. They didn't want to do a Robin Williams impression because of the issues going on with with Williams and Disney at the time. Uh, you want to go through the crash course on that one, just so the pe for people who may not be aware of it. Um, yeah, the the short, short version of it was that Robin Williams had agreed to do Aladdin as long as Disney didn't try to sell the movie on the back of his name. And if you were alive at the time, you remember that when the marketing for Aladdin came out, it was like, hey, come see Aladdin. It stars Robin Williams as the genie. And that was that was it. That was the marketing which was 
basically, you know, Robin Williams just wanted to be in the movie. He did not want people to be like, oh, let's go see a Robin Williams movie. They just wanted it to be like, hey, let's go see an animated movie. And then if the parents figured out that was Robin Williams, that was fine. But he did not want it marketed off of his name. And uh, Disney, as they um, unfortunately often do, really uh, broke their promise on that. And it led to some bad blood for uh, quite a few years there. It was claimed that they went to Robin Williams and said, who do you want to voice the genie if it's not you? And that Robin Williams said Dan Castellaneta. I don't know how accurate that is. That's what Disney claims. I mean, we can't really ask Robin Williams right now. Yeah. Uh, Robin Williams would come back for the third one. Yeah. Um, so they eventually patched things up and, and Robin Williams uh, eventually kind of took back over the role for some things and you know eventually was like okay i'm i'm they they buried the hatchet at least to some degree but uh at this point he was like no 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 you're not doing that to me again yeah, especially again. not for a direct to video sequel maybe if this was a theatrical release but who knows yeah and, uh, I'm, and i'm not even sure he would have done it in in that in that case but uh, who knows you know different timeline i guess yeah, yeah. Uh, and dan castanel would of course voice genie throughout the aladdin series and through the uh various video games that featured aladdin and genie in it for yeah until robin williams came back and we have a character that would become a regular villain in the aladdin series Jason Alexander as Abismal, because we need a pun. Yeah. And, of course, Jason Alexander would work with Disney multiple times. And uh, we talked about him before when we talked about Hunchback of Notre Dame. So. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the plot here. Right at the beginning, there's a context warning for this movie. Yeah, we now have the uh, Disney Plus warning about um the negative portrayal of certain uh people and ethnic groups and how it was wrong then and wrong now uh it could be because of the the abyss malls gang of thieves it could be the impressions that dan castaneta uses in his song it could be the uh, remaining lyrics in Arabian Nights. Yeah, because we get, this is the Arabian Nights version that we would hear in every week on the Aladdin TV show. With some lyrics that did not get onto that TV show. We don't get the lamp salesman, but, you know, this movie straight up goes, here's the Arabian Nights we get. So, yeah, Bismal, his thieves, they steal a treasure. And Aladdin just happens to be there to steal the treasure back. It's a nice scene. I'm going to make a note right off the bat. We are watching the Disney Plus version, obviously. And um, when I had this movie as a kid, it was not in widescreen. So I'm wondering, what was there some cropping going on for this Disney Plus version? I don't know. It's It probably is. 
but I also don't know if they've done any kind of restoration or. Because we, you know, it was just a few weeks ago we saw Chippendale Rescue Rangers and it looked like they had done some restoration on the animation. It doesn't look like they've done much here. Yeah, this looks like what you would expect for a direct-to-video sequel in the 90s to look like. There is so much animation glitches in this. There is a scene. They they do the plot of Abysmal and his men steal the treasure. Aladdin and Abu steal it back and distribute most of it to the poor in Agrabah as they fly over on the carpet. And they keep one jewel flower, which Aladdin gives to jasmine as a gift and she puts it in a vase next to one real flower so now there is the real flower and the jewel flower in a vase on her uh, makeup table that she has there her little vanity table there is a sequence where abu tries to steal the jewel flower because abu doesn't like all this giving wealth to the because Abu is still a thief, right? Yeah. And Abu tries to steal this flower, uh, jewel flower, from the vase. And there's a lot of, like, he steals the real flower, and then he tries to put it back, and then there's a whole bit with Raja, and okay. The animation of this sequence is so ridiculous, because every time they change the shot, the number of flowers in this vase changes because it starts off with one jewel flower, one real flower, and then the shot changes and there are no flowers in the vase. And then the shot changes and there are three flowers in the vase, one jewel flower, two real flowers. And then the shot changes and there are two flowers, one jewel flower, one real flower. And then the shot changes and there is one jewel flower, no real flower. And then the shot changes and there is no jewel flower, one well, real is... flower. And then the shot changes and there... I mean, Remember, the animation was... is not consistent between any two shots that you pull from that sequence. Well, this was supposed to be television animation. This was never meant to be a film at all. So, But even in television, I would expect to pull two shots from that sequence and be able to find two shots that match i don't know i mean this is daily animation we've seen every time we've talked about a disney afternoon show we have that we have noticed that the animation error so par for the course uh, it's it's even worse than most of the shows we talked about honestly because i think that's also, not the only scene i can name most of the yeah. scenes are like that where it's just and it there is no continuity between any two frames of animation in in this movie. It's really bad. I think it's they wanted to speed this out once for the TV show and two they want they really really wanted to capitalize on the popularity of the movie. They try to mimic some of the CG in 2D animation and it just looks bad. 
Yeah, I also think I read somewhere that this was done between two different animation studios for Disney at the time. That they split it up between the Australia and the Japan studios. And so the two of them had trouble communicating uh, about continuity and stuff. And they were focusing on two different parts of the animation process. And so a lot of things didn't... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this whole... Again, first time, but yeah, it's... The animation does not hold up for this movie. As all of this is happening, Iago has finally escaped from the Cave of Wonders with Jafar. And Jafar says, hey, uh, release me from the lamp. We can get our revenge on Aladdin. Iago says, uh, yeah, screw that. I'm on my own. He goes into his song, I'm looking out for me. A lot of people have complained about it because, you know... uh, Many people said no one asked for Gilbert Gottfried to sing. Which he does several times during this film. Yeah. In the Gilbert voice. As In a, the Gilbert he- voice, yeah. Um, for people who might not be familiar with Gilbert Gottfried outside of his work for like Disney and stuff, uh, or his, just his stand-up comedy, that wasn't his real voice. A lot of people might not know that if they didn't, if they just knew him for like, you know, his public persona. That that wasn't that wasn't him. <laughs> like that was that was a character voice. Yeah, his real uh, voice is much deeper, much more somber. But he gets yeah, up it was in kind that of pleasant, actually. You know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so so he did it uh in the, you know, in the Iago, you know, Gilbert Gottfried voice which is um depending on how, how your tolerance for that voice i guess yeah so we go through the song how he he dumps jafar in a well goes and uh, iago tries to make it on his own and it's not going very well and he stresses in this song i've never had a real friend in my life as if uh kind of pushing the uh you know, pushing that 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 moral or something, telegraphing what this movie's about. This entire film is trying to figure out who Iago is as a character. Because if you just if you just watched the first film, Iago is just the evil sidekick. Well, what happens to the evil sidekick when there's no one to uh, sidekick for? Also, it's a villain redemption story. Because Iago was a villain in the previous movie. How do you take this villain who is very sneaky, very conniving, and make that character a good guy? It's an interesting thing. And also, possibly the first time Disney ever tried to do this. This is par for the course with Disney now. We are used to Disney villain redemption arcs at at this point. But yeah, yeah, the more recent films we've seen, villainous characters see the error of their ways and change. But this was, this was still the error Even of... to the point that, that New Disney has kind of scrapped the idea of villains at all in their film. Yeah. 
this was still the era of the mustache twirling mwahaha villain. Yeah, and so you don't get Disney re- villain redemption stories at this point. Iago may be the first time they tried it. I'm trying to think of one that comes earlier, and there may be one, and I am willing for somebody to point it out to me. But the, this one certainly is the first one I'm I'm thinking of. Maybe. At least coming to the, the top of my head at, at, at the moment. They're trying to, to point out that you can broaden and... This movie portrays him more as an opportunist rather than anyone with real malice. Jafar says it at one point, like, Iago is just the person that will ingratiate himself to whoever is in power. So it's it's not necessarily a an ethical or moral thing of he wants to do the bad thing or he wants to hurt anybody necessarily it's just the sultan was the weaker party in the first film so he allied himself with Jafar and now Jafar is not the party in power so he goes off to find somebody who has more to offer him and he runs into Aladdin as he, he even starts this. You know, Aladdin now lives in the palace, engaged to Jasmine. So he's going to try to butter up to Aladdin to try to get back in some level of power. At first, it doesn't go well because Aladdin, hey, hey, you know, you, know, you tried to kill me. Why should I trust you? Uh, enter Abysmal's men. And while not intended... Uh, Iago does save Alan's life before the uh, the thieves kill him. And that's mostly because he was insulted by Abysmal, but the point stands that he saved Alan's life and Alan kind of owes it to him to try to get him back in the palace. You know, get him back under the good graces of the Sultan. As, uh, as Iago tries to feign innocence. You know, like, uh, I wasn't really working with Jafar. He kind of hypnotized me. The way he hypnotized the Sultan. I'm yeah, really remember good... that snake staff? Yeah, that was that was an awful thing. Yeah. I'm really a good guy. While, you know, Aladdin puts Iago in a little birdcage and is like, you know, you stay here for a bit. If anybody sees you, they're not going to be as nice to you as I am because they don't have reason to be. You haven't saved their lives. Yeah. I like that Abu is absolutely 100% not having this. Abu wants to go back to their little hut in, in, in the marketplace where it's just him and Alain and there's no genie, there's no magic carpet, there's no Jafar, and there's no Jasmine. But really, he, he wants no Iago because he does yeah. not trust that parrot. Aladdin's on his way to talk to Jasmine and the uh, Sultan and all to butter them up and get them willing to listen to Iago's apology. And Genie shows up. He's back. Yep, and he goes through another friendship song. And just in case, just to hit that 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 bit of 
you remember Aladdin the movie? They make sure to put in a little bit of friend like me in, into into the song. This that these songs are definitely not Alan Macon songs. Yeah, these are the, not the wordplay is is not quite there. It seems like they try to do the wordplay in every song, and it doesn't work. I I can kind of get with I'm looking out for me. It it kind of for some reason Gilbert Gottfried absolutely sells that song, I, and I don't know how because it shouldn't work. Like on paper, that song shouldn't work. Like, do you want to hear an angry Iago empowerment song sung by Gilbert Gottfried in the Gilbert Gottfried voice? No, no, I do not. But somehow it kind of works. This song is like, do you want to hear the genie from Aladdin sing a song about friendship? And you're like, yeah, I kind, I kind of do. That first one worked. It, no, this one does not work at all. It is super boring. But the point is, he's back because he misses his friends, and he he saw the entire world and was completely lonely during the entire time. And most of it is just a list of things he did while he was away, and how they weren't really that cool because he was doing them alone. And as that's happening, Abismal finds the lamp. He finds Jafar's lamp, is now the new master of Jafar, which Jafar hates. And he is not at all the master of Jafar, because Jafar figures out very quickly how to manipulate him. Abyssmal's an idiot. So. And also, Jafar doesn't really play by the rules. It's kind of technically plays by the rules, but not really. He wants to kill Aladdin by the rules of the genie he can't. The phrase that gets repeated a lot in this movie is, you'll, you'll be surprised what you can live through. So he may not be able to kill anyone, but he can hurt them really, really bad. And he can set up situations in which they will be killed by something else, apparently. He kind of gets abysmal to wish that Aladdin is gonna suffer or something i don't know that it's kind of a weird the first two wishes go by really quickly because once he realizes that jafar is a genie he instantly wishes i wish for this sunken treasure he's heard about and jafar gives it to him by taking him under the sea to where the treasure is and we kind of get a repeat of the original film by uh, but this time it's Jafar manipulating Abismal to use his second wish to get back to where they were. Take your time with the third. But the point is, hey, I hate Aladdin. You hate Aladdin. Let's team up and take him out. And if you do that, I'll give you an extra special wish at the end. Back at the, at, back at the palace, shenanigans ensue, and Iago is found out. Just as Alan is trying to, hey, uh, we need to talk about Iago for a moment. Oh, he's here. And this is our conflict. Because now Jasmine said, hey, you said no more secrets. Why are you having more secrets? And yeah. the, the other outcome of this dinner just before the Iago reveal is that the Sultan wants to make Aladdin Grand Vizier, which was Jafar's old job. Aladdin is going to be his son-in-law eventually. Yeah. So he will preparing him 
for the job of Sultan that he would eventually inherit one day. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. You know, mm. this this is not a, a out there move. Mm. Um, Aladdin seems surprised by it, but I guess it's more because he hasn't thought through the implications. You know, it it makes sense. This is this is the part of the movie that makes the most sense. <laughs> yeah. Let's just put it that way. Um, and then Iago interrupts the dinner, and because Aladdin hasn't had time yet to tell everybody, like, hey, Iago has changed, he saved my life, I don't really think he was working for Jafar because he was a bad guy, he was probably manipulated, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Jasmine wants nothing to hear about this. Like, no. Yeah. No, she wants nothing to do with that. Walks away before she he can even get a word in. Because Iago ended up there before all of the pieces were you know in the in the right place aladdin has to take the step of saying look i'll watch over iago and make sure he stays out of trouble if you'll give him at least a provisional pardon and so that's what's decided on iago is aladdin's responsibility now but neither of them uh, are particularly happy about it Unfortunately, Jasmine is uh, really furious about all this and kind of breaks up with Aladdin. Sort of. So we get to Genie trying to rally the troops. We we need to get them back together. We need we need to fix this mess that you started. This is your fault, Iago. You need to fix this. Iago says, "No, I'm no matchmaker. I don't know anything about romance, and I don't want to be doing anything about romance." You know. I, I, this is not my jurisdiction. And uh, Jeannie kind of gets Iago on board. Says, well, we need a schemer to work to make this thing work. Scheming I can do. <laughs> and for some reason, this leads into a weird reverse psychology love song sung by Iago. <laughs> so, yeah, Iago goes to Jasmine's room, tells her what happened. I saved Aladdin's life. He owes me. That's why I'm back. And then he says, well, yeah, I mean, but you don't got to forgive him. What's all this love stuff anyway? He sings this anti-love love song, forget about love. You're better off on your own. The bank, the a small meal was a banquet by yourself, blah, you know, and so on and so forth. And it works. Because Just to be contrary to Iago, Jasmine starts singing counterpoint about how much she loves love. And you're right, Iago, love is the greatest. Yay. I forgive Aladdin, we're back in love again. With references to and a musical cue from A Whole New World. Yeah. Just so you can remember what movie you're watching. Hey, remember uh, that movie you liked? Th this isn't it. <laughs> like I said, this, these are not Alan Menken songs. He did not write any of the songs for this movie, and it shows. So yeah, Al, Alan and Jasmine, after breaking up for five minutes, are back together. Jafar and Abismal start their plan. They get uh, Iago in on the plan. You know, it's like... Uh, you know, just like Iago to get himself back in good favor of someone in power. That's what you do. 
But if you rejoin with me, we can take all of them out. I can be the Sultan again, and you will be in a position of power that you never believed. Yeah. And it won't kill you. <laughs> yeah, Iago really, you can tell he really is conflicted, but also Jafar threatens his life, and he's like, oh yeah, that's a good point. I like not being dead. I mean, this is the first time in Iago's life, seemingly, that anyone has ever stuck up for him. And he doesn't want to betray the trust, but at the same time, he doesn't want to die. Even though a genie can't kill, as a, as they say throughout this movie, you'd be surprised what you can live through. Iago will lead Aladdin and the Sultan to a place where they will be ambushed by Abysmal and Jafar. And Iago sets this up and said, hey, you're on the outs with the Sultan after bringing me in. Why don't you and the Sultan go somewhere, talk this out, and maybe everything will be nicey-nice again because, you know, this guy is going to be your father-in-law. Meanwhile, uh, apparently no one decided to tell the genie about this because he's had the picnic basket ready. He's going to go out hanging out. Uh, Iago specifically says, don't bring the genie because he draws too much attention to himself. Just have it be you two. You two can figure this out. Which leads us to, finally, we didn't get one in the, in the previous movie. Jafar gets his villain song. We finally get to hear Jonathan Freeman sing his heart out in this villain song. And it's not good. Yeah. Because it's not really a villain. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a villain song, but it's your only second rate where he sings a song about how much better he is at being a genie than the genie is. It was said earlier, because he's a free genie, he no longer has phenomenal cosmic powers anymore. He still has magic, but it's not as powerful as he once was. Jafar, by still being a genie, is that powerful. This is the anti-friend like me. This is the same wordplay as friend like me, but it, as a villain song. And Jonathan Friedman, he's singing his heart out. He's putting everything he's got into this song. But the lyrics just, it's, this is not an Alan Menken song. It's not. No offense to the person that wrote this song. But it's, he's trying to make this the anti-friend like me. And it's not working that way. And there's a lot of comedic moments in here. Like Jafar is just like a grandmother in one scene. And that's just so out of character for Jafar. Well, Jafar it's. I mean, the, the grandmother thing is supposed to be psycho. You know, it's it's a psycho reference. All of a sudden, we get Jafar making pop culture references, which is the genie's thing. But Jafar wouldn't know any of those pop culture references, unless that's some sort of thing a genie can do. Yeah, like once you become a genie, you just get you know, knowledge of the future and the past and the, you know. 
Who knows? But yeah, it, it just doesn't doesn't really work. And as far as Disney villain songs go, not really. Yeah. But that does it for songs in this film. It kind of forgets that it's a musical at this point. And from here on out, it's just a just a movie. Jafar gets Iago to be like, oh, hey, Aladdin, why don't you take the Sultan over there to that waterfall? Doesn't that look like a nice waterfall? And really, it's just the place where Abismal and his guys are waiting. I just think they're all Jafar because they're all wearing masks, and one of them does magic. Well, I'm not sure all of them are Jafar. I thought that like he just gave them all magical horses and stuff. I, I, maybe the one that does magic is Jafar, but... So, yeah, they frame Aladdin for the murder of the Sultan. Yeah, and Jasmine, in giant air quotes shows up and says like look you have here is my father's turban it's got slash marks in it oh my goodness you you've done you know you've killed my father for that you will die at dawn and it turns out jasmine is actually jafar in disguise using magic yeah and the real jasmine as well as the genie and abu and the carpet and all the the others you know everybody else in this movie is locked up in a different dungeon it's Um, amazing that uh, they still have jafar's little hideaway still set up here from the first movie iago is still allowed to run around free and everybody's like, Iago, you traitor, we shouldn't have agreed to, you know, let you be around. You're nothing but an awful parrot traitor thing. Iago's like, huh, yeah, no, hush, because I don't actually like Jafar. He just kind of threatened to kill me and please stop insulting me now while I try to free you. And Iago does. He grabs the little jar thing they've trapped the genie in. And he flies it up very, very high and drops it so it'll shatter. And releases the genie. Yeah, genie saves uh, Aladdin. Just in time, as the axe is about to fall and behead him. Although, uh, Razul, or whatever his name is there... Yeah, Razul. Uh, is just gleefully ready to carry well, out that execution. Razul has never liked Aladdin. Yeah. Even, right. even, even, even in, in the, the series, yeah. even in the series, he is, whenever it gets... The hint that Aladdin is is going uh, that Jasmine is going to break up with Aladdin, he's gleeful because that means he goes he can go back to, you know, harassing Aladdin as in the cop peasant dynamic. Genie saves Aladdin and uh, the rest of the gang, and they're all like, "Oh wow, 
Iago actually saved us all, even though he didn't have to. And Iago's like, can we go back to the part where I didn't have to? Did it anyway. Very important here. And Aladdin brings up the thing of, well, how are we going to defeat Jafar? He's stronger than the genie, and we have no way to kill him. And the genie brings up another little bit of genie lore that we didn't know, which is that if you destroy the lamp that the genie is bound to, uh, you kill the genie. Now we're off on our third act climax to get the lamp. The final part of the Jafar Abysmal plan is uh, Jafar is ordering Abysmal to wish him free. That, you know, you will wish for my freedom and in turn you will be rewarded. And he starts just filling the throne room with massive amounts of treasure. So much treasure. And Abysmal, in his one smart move, is going, wait a minute, wait a minute. If I wish you free, how do I know all the treasure doesn't just suddenly disappear? And Jafar goes, well, you got two options. Wish me free, or I just start torturing you. You um, you you can't kill me again. You'd be surprised what you can live through. Yeah. They really drive that line home in this... In, past the point of home in, in this movie. Yeah. Um, but as they're arguing, uh, Genie and Abu attempt to steal the lamp, but they're caught. And... We uh, get a big game of keep away with the with the lamp for this final part of the movie. Yeah. Uh, Abysmal ends up falling out a window and getting caught in a tree. Jafar sees Aladdin and immediately starts trying to kill him by opening up the ground to reveal the lava underneath. And it becomes a giant... Don't fall into the floor, the floor is, is lava. The floor is lava, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of it, you know, the it, it's a big action sequence at the end there. This is a boss battle. Yeah, it is. It is just one giant boss battle at the end. The carpet flies around, but he uh destroys the carpet. The genie uh tries to use magic, but uh he's uh, outmatched there on magic use. Uh, Jasmine just kind of stands there and does absolutely nothing because girl uh, Raja also doesn't do anything. Don't know why. Abu and Aladdin play keep away. Iago tries to fly it around and gets zapped with lightning and fried. But he lands um, right next to the lamp. But he, yeah, he lands right next to the lamp and uh, eventually shoves it off into the lava. This is probably the best thing in this entire movie is Jafar's death. Yeah, uh, it is brutal, actually. Like you can see, they it's probably the best animated thing in this movie because you state the way the pain is animated on Jafar's face, you start to see the skeleton uh, epilepsy warning on that one, because, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of flashing imagery of 
uh, Jafar, and then you can see his skeleton. And lightning coming out of him. And yeah, I mean, there there is some, some flashing light warning there maybe for photosensitive people. But yeah, but it is interesting that the person who finally takes down Jafar is actually Iago. Because he's laying there charred on the rocks as it slowly sinks into the magma. And he fully believes he's going to die. But he's like, nope, you first. And uses the last little bit of strength he has to kick that lamp into the magma first. And right before he falls into the lava, Aladdin saves him. Yeah, Aladdin uh, jumps over to the rock, grabs Iago, and starts parkouring up the rock. And as Jafar dies, his magic starts to wane, so the ground starts closing up, and... uh, Aladdin and Abu get out right before they are squished by the closing uh, ground, which is it's kind of cool. And then Jafar just kind of poofs into this bit of red dust. They think Iago's dead. He's, he's lying there limply and they all have a moment of grief of like, oh, Iago, he saved us. He was a good guy after all. I'm so sorry he's dead. And then he coughs, and once again... You'd be surprised what you can live through. Yup. So yeah, Iago is now part of the team. He's one of the good guys. He's all... The Sultan offers Elen the job again. Hey, I want you to be my royal vizier. And Elen turns down the job. I haven't done enough to settle down yet. Kind of mirroring what the genie said earlier, you know, the genie saw the world and was uh, and hated it because he was going through it alone. But now Alain wants to see the world. And Iago says, hey, you're going to you're going to you got a hot girlfriend here and a palace. You're going to go off and leave her here. And, you know, Alain and Jasmine's like, no, I think I'm going to go with him. And it's like, are you crazy? (laughs) You know, you got. A nice palace and everything you can want. You're going to get on a flying carpet with him. And that's kind of where we leave things. As Iago rants, like, you're going to leave luxury and go off on a flying carpet with that dude. And they will have 65 brand new adventures every day on the Disney afternoon. Seeing the world. (laughs) This is a weird one that it does have an after credit sequence. I believe this is the first Disney animated movie to have an after credit sequence. Well, actually Aladdin was if you had the first one. The the genie the genie pops up at the the end. But we yeah, we go back to the tree with Abyssmal and he says, "I'm I guess I'm not going to get my third wish after all." But up bump. But don't worry Abyssmal you'll be able to get your revenge on Aladdin in the TV show. And why isn't Aladdin the series on Disney Plus? It's one of the few Disney afternoon shows that's not on Disney Plus. Yes, this was the very first direct-to-video Disney movie. It shows, and it's definitely not one of the better ones. And I hate saying that, because I did grow up with this one in the early 90s. I did... Have that watched this so many times I wore out the tape. But, uh, yeah, this movie definitely suffers from sophomore syndrome. The, the second movie isn't as good as the first. 
But again, this is television animation. This wasn't even supposed to be a movie. This was supposed to be two or three episodes of a TV show. Maybe if you're watching all three movies back to back, this this works as a buffer. But on its own, kind of doesn't. So uh, to answer the question, n- no magic, unfortunately. Yeah, um, I kept falling asleep during this and this is having only an- to rewind and rewatch parts of it that I fell asleep during. Which says a lot because this is only an hour. Yeah, it's about an hour and 15 minutes, I think. I'm not sure exactly what the runtime is, but yeah. 69 minutes. Yeah, it's like an hour and 10 minutes long. It barely counts as a feature-length film. It is so boring. I mean, our recap is probably more interesting than this film is, to be honest, because yeah. we made jokes about it. Not Again, not Disney's best work, but it was never intended to be. Again, this was supposed to be a, a TV well, episode. Well, it was a cash grab. I mean, I I hate to say it, but the direct-to-video sequels got the reputation of being a cash grab. And for good reason. This was a blatant cash grab. It's so sad because there's so much talent in this. Because, I mean, it's basically the same cast from the film and even dan castellanetta is good i mean nothing against him and he's perfectly serviceable as the genie he's a he's a good comedic actor when you give him something to work with same with jason alexander well yes i mean when when you give him things to work with he's great but the script to this is non-existent None of the uh, villain scheme makes sense. Even trying to recap it is just almost impossible because even it they even make they even question it in the movie. They set up, you know, they kidnap the Sultan. A land falls. He's about to hit the jagged rocks at the down at the end of the of the waterfall. Yet Jafar saves him, and Abysmal is looking. Why did you save him? You said you wanted him dead. Like just just like gravity do it, my dude. You you were almost there. He was one second away from being out of your life forever. We would get a follow up to this episode many years later in the Hercules animated series, where uh, where Jafar ends up in the underworld, the afterlife, and teams up with uh, Hades to take out Hercules and Aladdin. Yeah. Maybe we'll get there one day. I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe one day we'll do the third movie. But, uh, yeah. Uh, as a individual movie, this does not hold up. Maybe at watching the three movies together, one after another, it'll work. Because that's how I always did it as a kid. I was always watch... You know, I would have my... my okay... It's, I have a free day, I don't have to go to school today, I'm going to watch Aladdin, and I'm going to watch Return to Far, and I'm going to watch Aladdin, the King of Thieves, boom, 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 and I would have a good day enjoying myself. But as an individual movie by itself, not so much. I, I remember liking the 
third one better because at least it had some jokes in there that I remember laughing at. Not that ha- I remember anything about the plot of it because I don't. You also had Robin Williams being Robin Williams, which really does save save the movie. Yeah, and the only thing I remember from that movie, um, which is a joke I've been laughing at since the movie came out, is a bit where the genie goes, this is brought to you by sand. It's everywhere. Get used to it. (laughs) And I've been laughing at that since that movie came out, and I don't know why, but it makes me laugh. And for some reason, to me, it has now become a Star Wars joke where every time Anakin's just like, I hate sand. It's coarse. It gets everywhere. I always want to go, you know what, Anakin? It's brought to you by sand. It's everywhere. Get used to it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Um, So, yeah. If if this is one of your favorites, I'm sorry. But, yeah, this one... This one definitely has not held up over the years. Yeah, when I saw it as a kid, I went like, oh, wow, this is not good. And when I saw it as an adult, I was like, wow, Kid Me was right. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, so let's let's move on to next week. Let's talk about something really good. Let's Let's go back to a topic that I know both of us love a lot. That would be... The Muppets. Yay! Just just imagine a Kermit flail. Yay! So, this is, I guess we could say, the beginning of modern Muppets. Modern Disney Muppets. Because we are going back to the 2011 Muppet movie. Uh, am I a man or am I a Muppet? We'll find out next week. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. So come back next week for Muppets 2011, and we will talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye. Don't let the magic stop here. Join our conversation online on Facebook at Rewatching the Magic, Twitter at Rewatch the Magic, and of course, new episodes every week at Rewatching the Magic. .podbean.com Remember, the magic is for everyone. It only stops if you let it.